You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down on the first man to his inside. Pull back, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out. Cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. What's up, gang? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. We're joined today with a good buddy here, Jacob, from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. We got Tim Boots on the Ground in Green Bay. That's his new nickname, Boots on the Ground. And uh, we had us a a little joint practice today, fellas, with the uh, New England Patriots. This was what I was most excited for of anything preseason-wise this year. You know, we we knew going into this that, you know, with the structure of these joint practices, they were going to look to – I don't want to – you know, exploit's not the right word, but they wanted to try to match up with one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of football in Bill Belichick. And you guys know I am a big Bill Belichick fan. I love everything about the dude, even the grittiness, even the, the crookedness when it comes to, uh, you know – cheating a little bit on the side. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying type of thing. Um, and I just thought it was really cool that we got to see a joint practice uh, between Matt LaFleur's Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. And and I can guarantee you Matt LaFleur was trying to pick his brain a bit. I don't know if Bill gave him anything, but he was definitely trying to pick that brain. And uh, we actually have Tim on, the, Tim on the line here who was live in Green Bay. Tim, man, it sounds like that place was buzzing today, dude. What was the vibe like out there at practice today? Uh, crowded. <laughs> the vibe was crowded. Uh, lots of people, um, definitely some, some new England fans, of course, but, uh, a lot of Packer fans. This was one of the more crowded practices I've seen, uh, this entire training camp, even going back to last year, I don't remember one being quite as packed as today was. So I, I got there as 
my normal time a few hours early and thought I was going to get a spot and I didn't get a spot guys. So <laughs> thank you to uh, everyone who's provided updates today. That was the way I could get my fix. Cause I only got glimpses of, uh, you know, bits and pieces of practice. Cause uh, there was definitely a big crowd and the vibe was awesome, man. Uh, the players were spending extra time with the fans before and after practice. And uh, it was just really cool, real cool atmosphere today out there. Yeah, one of the things I've got to get is I've got to get a picture of Matt LaFleur and Bill Belichick together, and that puppy's getting framed and going right in here on the wall because it's two of my favorite coaches of all time. I think Matt is very underrated, and um, it was just so cool to, to see the people that I listen to and follow that cover the New England Patriots to see them at the practice too. You know, your Evan Lazars, people like that. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if Paul Perillo made the trip, but there's a ton of people that uh that traveled up here to see Lambeau Field and, and kind of follow the Patriots. It's just uh it's cool, man. It's it's just two great organizations with a lot of history, a lot of tradition kind of coming together is freaking awesome. Um it sounded like our boy Jordan Love had a great day. First of all, I want to say um hey to everybody in the chat. We got uh the Morick, we got Brad, we got Bruce, we got Zane in here. Um, Adam, appreciate you guys swinging through for sure. Oh, this is my favorite one already right here. I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but we're going to play it anyway. Bruce said, Jacob, I can't help but say you look like my translator in Afghanistan with that beard. <laughs> there you go, man. Got that thing flowing. Got it flowing. Garrison <laughs> in the house. Let's see. Uh, Adam in the chat says, hey, party people. Patriot fans not happy about today's practice, apparently. I wonder why. Sound like they got their rear ended handed to them. But, hey. Let's get into it, man. Let's talk about Jordan Love. You good with that, Jacob? Absolutely. All right, man. Here's what I've got, and I'm going to turn it over to you, and then we got a little video we're going to share for the guys, too. I just want to make sure you're not talking when I share the video because it's going to be glitchy. Guys, just so you know, the new software, everything is here in-house. It's not hooked up. It will be live tomorrow. Jacob's probably laughing because – Tell him what you Tell him what you did. Well, here's the deal. We we <laughs> we got a brand new CPU, right? We got we got a new a new desktop, and we're like, man, we're gonna crank this thing out. I, and I and I told the guy online, I'm like, listen, I want I want the beefiest thing we can find, right? Well, I got it through Amazon, got a good deal. It gets here, things broke, fans hanging off inside. I could just imagine who had it in the warehouse, chucking it around the room, right? So I'm so ticked off, right? about that computer. I'm like, okay, we already started the return process. I'm like, man, we plan on having it tonight. I did not want to go live Thursday without, without a new computer. So we did some calling around and I ended up spending about $600 more than I did originally on Amazon. So we <laughs> we're now about two grand deep into this new computer. So I'll tell you this though, this thing, it, it's going to have afterburners. It's going to be awesome. Actually. <laughs> so this is the last day. This better be the last day that you guys have to witness glitchy, tape when I show film and, and use the telestrator. So we'll see how everything works out. But anyway, back to Jordan Love. Thank you for rubbing uh, rubbing salt in the wound there, Jacob. Um, um, so Jordan Love today, to the best of my knowledge, went 16 of 28 with three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now, now, why is that important? People are saying, oh, it's a practice, Clayton. Listen, these practices are scripted, guys. They're scripted in a way that th these are more important than preseason games. This is an opportunity for the ones to go against the ones, period, right? And New England, to the best of my knowledge, if I remember correctly, last year were second in the NFL in interceptions. So Jordan goes out and goes 16-28 to 28 for three touchdowns, no picks. And he was showcasing 
all of the weaponry today, Jacob. What else you got on Jordan Love from his performance today before I pop up the Telestrator? I mean, well, first, let me just quick back up and give you an overview. So just as the starting O-line, it was Yash, Jenkins, Myers, Ronnie, and Tom. And then obviously the starters, I shouldn't say obviously, but against the uh, the Pats for this first, it was Love, Jones, Dobbs, Watson, Musgrave, DeGuara. That's basically the, the starting lineup there. As far as Love is concerned, I looked at a lot of, I basically conglomerated all of our favorite people's notes, you know, Andy Herman, the Paul Brettles, uh, Ben Hubers, Silverstein, uh, Silverstein, and all those guys. <clears throat> and all of them basically said that the it started out very just slow, kind of sloppy, people kind of getting their feet wet slowly and dipping their toe in kind of thing. But it, um, it eventually got to the point where Love kind of started going off a little bit. And there's a couple really nice passes we can get into. Um, Andy Herman really highlighted very well. It's kind of like play by play or I shouldn't, uh, series by series. They kind of swapped between the ones and the twos. Not much going on with the run. I can say that the uh, Pats run defense looks very stout. But I will say as well that the Packers defense looks, I mean, it, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Again, we're not even just say it, dude. Just say it. I'm excited about it too. Just say it. It's just, I mean, they really are looking amazing, and I, it's you have to pepper that with a bunch of like pessimism because we're going against Bailey Zappi and we're going against Mac Jones, but it was insane. Apparently, I mean, it looked very much like we won overall. If you just want to size our teams up. You know, you know what? I, I'm trying really hard not to say anything inappropriate, but I'm so excited that I get, I get too jacked up about it. But it, it just looked like that love was confident, and that's uh, what did you say? It was 16 for 28. I saw something basically around that. Uh, I know that we hate hearing this, and Ryan hates hearing this, but it sounds like that the misses he had were within an inch, within within like a couple feet or like a split second type thing where it was a really good play. The wind was apparently out of control at this place. We can get into that when we start talking about Anders Carlson's kicks. There was one, I'll, I'll spoiler alert, I guess, but he kicked it and didn't, for whatever reason, it was a 40 yarder, did not feel the need because for the five of five that he went today, the last two, the first five of five were with the wind at his back. The second two that he ends up missing for the end of practice he was going against the wind, and one of them he missed wide left, which we ju I just got done saying yesterday trying to vouch for this guy. He's missing wide right, so he can fix wide right. So there's no problem here. And then he misses wide left today. Uh, and then he also – but he kicked a 40-yarder into the wind that the wind actually stopped. A bunch of different uh, uh, Packers beat guys said that it just – it was looking good, and then it just – absolutely stopped and almost floated backwards and to be fair talking about that they said it was strange to be fair there was i think it's is folk i always get him nick folk yeah that dude's like 112 he's yeah he's a vampire or something uh yeah. he also had a kick that did basically the same thing so they're giving anders a lot of crap which he's definitely has well deserved but i'm just saying that's kind of my overview um but back to love i mean i'm i'm pretty excited about it it is another I don't know what to think about the the Pat squad this year. You know, Belichick, um, McCarthy talked about how it's just an honor basically to kind of see what he does and watch the little things in the practice and how he, like, you know, just holds himself. I didn't see any fights. I didn't see Elton Jenkins throw any haymakers. So 
you know, that was progress. Yeah. But it sounded like our secondary played pretty dang well. It sounded like our front seven was um, what I saw a loose stat. I I don't know if I have it in front of me, but it sounded like Bailey Zappi would have been at least the whistle would have been blown or it would have been a sack eight times. And with Mac Jones, it was five times. And it was not just any one player. It looked like the whole defensive line. Carl Brooks looked like a freak. I mean, I'm just – I'm excited, man. I'm just yeah. really, really getting excited. Uh, we can go into more details. Do you have any videos you want to look at or anything like that? Or is it more just yeah, – Let's uh, do that. We'll, Tim, we'll hear from you here in just a second, man. I'm going to try to pop this up real quick, guys. Let's hope it works, okay? Again, guys, it may get glitchy. It's only going to last for just a couple seconds here. I just want to show this this play, this uh, this deep bomb to Christian Watson. And, again, this should be the last time we have an issue with the glitchiness. But here we go. Um, let me go ahead and get this cranked up here. Say something smart, Jacob, while I do it. Uh, well, we should also note that even though I said it was kind of dink and dunk to not really start the practice very smoothly, Love did start five of six. Well, five of five. Then it was five of six. Basically, uh, Herman said he should have been six of six, but something happened. Uh, Malik Heath, another guy who had a great practice. So, gotcha. All right. You got this, right? You can see this, correct? I can see it. All right, cool. Here we go. So, this, like I said, this was during joint practice today, obviously. We came out in an 11 gun, trips tight week, cross curl, slot climb, Z sit, Y leak, T swing. All right. What, what's all that mean? First of all, the cross curl is going to be Romeo Dobbs on this side. He's going to start a crosser. And he's just going to sit in a curl, okay? Uh, some people call it inside curl. I don't think that's uh, enough description. It's, it's more of a crosser turn into a curl. Could have been a choice route. Could have been an option route. We don't know for sure. But, again, that's the cross curl. You've got the slot climb. So, right here, you've got Christian Watson in the slot. He's just going to go out here and run a deep climb route, right? And then over here, you've got your Z sit. So, he's just going to sit down back here. You've got a Y leak, which is going to be Luke Musgrave. You're going to see he's going to kind of engage in a block leak out to the side, and you got a swing pass over here with, I believe, it's A.J. Dillon. But really, I'm going to play it at 50%. The thing you want to key in on, though, is Jordan Love's mechanics. And look at his quick hitch, and then just look where this ball lands. Christian Watson absolutely torching the New England Patriots secondary. Again, this is a secondary. This is a defense that was second in the league last year in interceptions. Here we go. Going to be in slow motion. Hopefully it's not too glitchy. Look how comfortable Love looks, man. You're going to let this thing fly. Watch him hum at Tater. You kidding me? Beautiful. Right on the money. Bro, that place went nuts, too. Tim, were you were you sitting there? Did, like, do you remember where you were when that happened? Or, or, you know, where were you at when that pass happened? I was on the north end, so basically right where Scoot was running towards. Um <laughs> And uh, I wasn't sitting. I, I didn't get to sit at all today. I did a lot of huffing around uh, around uh, Ray Nishke Field. But uh, I did hear that place just erupt. And that wasn't the only time that uh, the crowd went nuts today. There were a few other uh, moments for sure. But that was probably the play of the day right there. Number 10, because he only throws dimes. That's it, baby. Hey, Something that Andy's mentioning in here. Andy, man, thanks for hanging out in the chat, buddy. He said, did you guys see Russell said he was the starting safety? Valentine forcing a move with his play. And then he said, or is Sewell just strolling us? I haven't heard anything. Wait, Andy, if you could in the chat, tell us where he said that. Tim, did you hear that comment anywhere? I, I saw something on Twitter, I think. I, I can't think of the account. But it that doesn't shock me because when it comes to 
talking the talk, uh, I think it's Jair and then maybe Rasul would be second <laughs> on our team. So that, that could be blowing smoke, but uh, I'm not sure. I could tell you what, though, if Carrington Valentine ends up in the slot, ultimately, devil's advocate here, let's just say it happens. What do you guys think about pushing Keyshawn Nixon out to safety as opposed to Rasul Douglas? Somebody else pointed that out, too. I can't remember what podcast it was on. It might have been Marcus Eversole. I can't remember who said it, but they mentioned that, too. And I thought, you know, Keyshawn, he's physical enough to play safety, I would imagine. But mm -hmm. if it comes down to, you know, trying to decide, if it, you know, Carrington Ballantyne, to me, he looks like a boundary corner. He looks like someone's going to play outside. Um, I would like to see him and Jair out there if he continues to play at the level he's playing here in camp, right? I would much rather see Rasul at safety, right? And if we did that, then you keep Keyshawn Nixon in the slot. That sounds exciting to me. It really does. Now, today it sounded like Tarverius Moore had a pretty good day, and, and there was a heavy safety rotation again as well. But it sounded like Tarverius Moore is now getting a look at safety. So I like how they're doing this too, Jacob. They're giving everybody kind of the a, a fair shake at this, you know? Yeah, I um, I actually did see something about the fact of Razul playing at safety, and now I can't remember exactly what it was. I know Matt LaFleur was asked at a press conference today either pre or post practice. And they asked him, what are you going to do with Carrington Valentine? How are you going to get him on the field? Or are you going to get him on the field? And he basically said, yeah, we have to figure out a way to make that happen. If he keeps playing like he's playing. And then I'm not exactly sure. I, I there is something out there. There's, there's, there's smoke to that fire or fire. That's <laughs> whatever you want to say that um, there, there's something there. I remember seeing it. I'm just, again, I'm so tired. I can't exactly remember which one it was, but there was talk because I remember, Oh, maybe it was Andy Herman because they somebody brought it up and I think that he said that he had not played any snaps at safety last year. And then I remember I thought, okay, well, I'm going to ask Ryan if he can look back and see if Rizul has ever played safety in any aspect of maybe the collegiate or pro. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm pretty sure. So just saying, just it's, it's a possibility. I would, I kind of, as you guys were talking about that, I thought character Valentine, you have to basically keep him on a perimeter I would think that Razul is going to be better at the perimeter or the safety. And I think that somebody that would shine would be Jair in the, in the slot. But at that same time, what if Stokes is somewhat healthy, like coming into week one or two or three or four, even five, that just throws a whole nother wrench into that mix. And I guess it's weird to me that it seems like Savage is that only lock. And it seems like all of a sudden Ford is just not in the situation anymore which is really weird to me because that, that guy seemed like he came on so strong last year. So the whole secondary to me is kind of a, um, a musical chairs situation. Who's going to stay healthy? Who's going to, you know, show out. I mean, I, it just seems like that the hot hand for sure right now, which is crazy to say is the seventh round rookie from Kentucky. So, Hey, my man, don't What's listen to me in an interview up? though, man. It's, it's kind of hard. It is. <laughs> What was it he kept saying? Marcus Eversole said his wife pointed it out to him while he was cutting the clip up and getting ready for the show. He kept saying something over and over and over. If you listen to Marcus's podcast from earlier today, it'll drive you nuts. But this dude is confident, man. He's borderline cocky, Jacob, Tim. When I hear Valentine, you know me, I want him, I want him to succeed. I'm a big Kentucky fan. But when he talks, I, I want to go, hold up a minute, Buck. Calm down a little bit. You know, it's still early. But he if there's one thing he's got, it's confidence. This is what Andy was talking about in the chat. Bill Huber, 
uh, tweeted out, Rasul Douglas proclaimed himself, quote, the starting safety for the Green Bay Packers on Wednesday. Now, he's got an SI article. Obviously, Bill Huber does an excellent job writing for Sports Illustrated. I actually read one of his articles earlier today. I don't want to click on that article and read it to you guys because that's unfair to Bill. So everybody make sure you go check out that article. So it's a legit source. It sounds like Rasul actually said that. Now, like Andy said in the chat, fellas, he, he could be baiting us a little bit, right? <laughs> Sul and those guys, they're, they're some pranksters themselves. So, um, yeah, good stuff, or, Andy. We appreciate or, you sharing that, man. Go ahead, Tim. Or perhaps he maybe gave us some insight inadvertently. And is there are there moves being made in the cornerback room now? And we're not privy to what's going on. Maybe he knows something that we don't. And maybe that's why he's saying that. I don't know. Uh, definitely click on uh, Andy's article later for sure and check yeah, that out. That, or, uh, that was Anybody a Bill Huber article, right? Yeah, Bill Huber. Bill Huber, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's watching this, whether it's live right now or later on, um, you know, go be a blessing. Go click on that article. Just the fact that we mentioned it, you know what I'm saying? Um, be a blessing to those guys. I love Bill Huber. I think he does an excellent job covering the team. We've got some really, really good beat writers. We really do, man. Um, but, uh, Good stuff. Uh, Garrison in the chat. I want to highlight this. First of all, Janelle in the house. What's up, Janelle? Appreciate you dropping in. We got Cheesehead Murph in the house, too. Um, Garrison said, Andrew Callahan, New England Beat, charted 13 sacks for the Rashawn Gary-less Packers defense. Eight and five. Eight against Zappi. Five against um, Jones, if I'm not mistaken. And it sounds like Sewell dropped two Gimme interceptions is basically yeah, what I think he had three pass breakups total, didn't he? Did yeah. I read that right? And Carrington Valentine, again, like two of the last three or whatever, they, they threw a bomb at him. They threw another – I thought it was like a deep crosser or some other like they, – they were picking on him trying to see if the hype's real kind of thing, and he shut him down both times. So, yeah. I'm excited. Isn't that one of the best things about being a, a DB? Like if you drop a pick, it just goes as a PBU, and you still get the – yeah. The PBU and the stat book. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's good no stuff. No Look at this. We got Jason Bentley in the house. They keep the same energy after week one L, guys. Oh, I love it when the Bear fans drop in. It just like I always say, it's 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 sad that you don't have any real coverage, man. That your fan base sucks. They suck <laughs> so freaking bad that you have to climb onto Packers podcast, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you don't have a life. I don't know if you need a girlfriend. I don't know what the issue is, but hey, man, all I got to say is thanks for the view. We appreciate the support, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. What's up with the trade Bach, Bach talk? Is this yeah, real or not? Nah? Well, it, listen, here's what we're going to do, the number oh, one Packer God. fan. We're going to let Jacob take this in a way because I think he started this whole rumor personally. Him and Kurt Benkert are in cahoots together. Jacob, is this real or not? On a scale of one to ten, Bach being traded, where are you at right now with Bach? Right, now, I have to premise this with you guys should know that I love a good conspiracy theory. So, <laughs> to me, I anybody all that stuff, lizard people, yeah, give me popcorn. I want to hear. I'm not. I don't believe it, but I do want to hear it, and I really want to just entertain it. So, um, yeah, this is what's happening. David Bakhtiari is going to be traded to the Jets. It's the reason why we're not practicing him all the time right now is because we're just making sure that we're saving that knee. Because we don't want to sell them damaged goods. The Jets aren't going to trade us. You know, so Bakhtiari is, is not fresh and ready to go. He, and that's the, the Jets' offensive line, no joke, is not good. They are a bunch of Swiss cheese if they wished. You know what I mean? Like, that's best case scenario. All, all, all seriousness, I actually do kind of see 
a situation where that could happen just because we're so young. Who gives a crap? Like, what do we think? Left tackle, we have three guys arguably right now that show promise within um, Zach Tom, Yash, possibly in a pinch with Rashid Walker, possibly looking good. Caleb Jones is a, is a maybe, you know. I really will. I, You know what? You guys may think I'm crazy. If, especially if we start losing, Bakhtiari is probably hot off this team. And I saw some stuff with the contract where it doesn't really make fiscal sense. And so that, to me, is maybe a, a, a pump in the brakes situation. But um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's one of those things. I love Bach. I really do. But it's it's just one of those days where it's like he's he's old and he doesn't practice anymore. So, But when he goes out, he still balls. So, Yeah. Tim. Talk him off the ledge here, bub. What's um, up? Is, is Bot getting traded? I, I, oh my gosh. Okay, uh, scale of one <laughs> to ten on on possibility. Um, I believe, yeah, an eight eight out of ten, it's possible. Uh, probability, uh, I guess eight out of ten, it's possible. I mean, <laughs> but the thing that I get stuck on. <laughs> The thing, and, and I'll preface this the same way too. I love Bakhtiari, all right? And I would love to see him retire a Packer. I, I've said that about so many guys, and so many of, en- of them end up going and playing a year or two somewhere else, and they don't finish their entire career in Green Bay. It would be nice to see, you know, guys like that, especially Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, a few names that come to mind that you'd like to see retire with the Packers. However, being that he's Aaron's bestie and that they have – Offensive line depth issues in New York. My question is, what the heck are they going to trade us? Are they going to give us an extra case of footballs and some beer and like, <laughs> what are they going to? Who? Because I'll country. tell you what, we better not take a conditional pick. My kind, I'll tell you right now, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Do you know what I saw? What's uh, the trade rounder? Jake? First round pick, remote, right? Hit it, Jake. I saw it. Big Mac uh, from Big Mac, who's been on this, uh, the, this this show, and he's got his own YouTube channel. Check him out. He said he said that um, he'd be willing to trade for a straight-up first-round pick, none of this conditional stuff, both the Michael Carters that they have on their team, and then their like, rookie running back third strike, Israel Incombata or whatever his name is. And maybe, like, I think he threw in, like, a DN, too. <laughs> he was yeah. like, so give us basically – oh, and, and then it was, like, a conditional 2024 as well. And then we're gonna sign. Him. We're gonna sign Danny Etling and trade him. That's what we're gonna, do. We're gonna throw him in the package. <laughs> I mean, really though, the Jets are desperate. Have you watched? They said that in the joint practice or whatever kind of scrimmage or whatever they do. I, I haven't been paying attention. They said that Rogers would have been sacked like five out of six dropbacks or something like six out of twelve times. And I mean, I don't know, dude. We've seen what happens. Like, like Ryan said, everybody's loving Rogers right now. Free and easy, cool guy new business haircut imagine when they start sacking them three out of four times and shower balls back at them and they're like snap the ball you know whoever the center's name is and so yeah we'll <laughs> wait, wait, wait till he comes into practice uh ticked off cussing teammates out and looks like he hasn't showered in two weeks they won't love him the same i promise you that yep. uh bruce in the chat said jason talking about the bears fan i got some lotion i can cinch <laughs> i love it nate the great in the house what's up nate thanks for dropping in buddy good to hear from you man and he said, of course, the same thing we're all talking about. It's, it's not happening. Stop it, Jacob. Stop with your conspiracies. I'm 
<laughs> they better not they, put a, a 65% clause on Bakhtiari's contract. I'll tell you that because that would that would make me nervous if they did do a deal. He, that's that's a good point. That's did he play point. 65% of the season last year? Don't set him up for this. Don't set him up for this. <laughs> Are you saying 65 over and over for a reason? <laughs> Because Bruce, Bruce trying to get it back on the tracks here. He said, hit that <laughs> like button, guys. We appreciate that, Bruce. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, yeah, right here. There you go. A year early rather than a year late. Yeah, it is. All right. What, what is this right here? Nate says, the Jets' offensive line are a bunch of plastic chairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to describe it. All right, yeah. so we were talking about the defense before we got off track here, of course, but it's always fun making fun of Bears and then – Anyway, to to make sure that we can ensure we get one thing this year, guys, and if it means slandering the Jets' offensive line, this is what it's all about right here. 65%. 65%. That's all it comes down to is 65%. So back to the defense. Um, talking about the sacks, right, that were charted by the New England beat writer. The people that sound like they stood out to me just going through Twitter, hearing Andy Herman's updates, Bill Huber's updates, Paul Brill's updates – um, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks, and Kingsley and Igbare. Carl Brooks, guys, I'm telling you, when I watch the tape, I get so excited about Carl Brooks. Jacob, am I overreacting to Carl Brooks? Man, it seems like every day we've got a segment for old Carl, but when we go through when we go through the uh the practice recap, he's always there, man. Yeah. Um, it's been not just one or two mentions here or there. It's every single day and every single beat writer that I've listened to, every single reporter, like, again, your Hermans, your Brettles, your everybody, they're like, oh, Carl Brooks in the backfield again where he lives. He's setting up tent. He's, like, grilling back there. Like, it, it's home now. And then I want to see it more, like, in an actual game situation because when I watched him in the Cincy game, I didn't see a lot of it. But, again, I didn't really focus on Carl Brooks specifically. I, maybe I should, but – I would love to see Wyatt take another step, like you said. Enigbare, dude, everybody knows that I've been on that guy's, um, you know, fan bus for since we drafted him, since I knew how to pronounce his name, some, way, <laughs> some might say. we got to get T-shirts made. we got to get T-shirts made that said, Jacob knows how to pronounce Kingsley Enigbare. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good. Tim, Carl Brooks, man. Um, you know, I know you've been at practice pretty much – uh, this entire uh, training camp, you know, did he flash to you when you when you kind of when you were there at practice? Did 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 you happen to catch him maybe working with Jerry Montgomery? If you didn't, it's okay. I'm just I can't remember if I if if you ever spoke about Carl Brooks and and what you experienced up close. Uh, no, but I didn't get to see as much of him as I would have liked to early on. But recently, as of late, yes, and and your your excitement is not unfounded, Clayton. Um, this guy's a worker. Um, and I, again, with this 53, I get, we're, we're like, what, 14 days away here, something like that. 16 days away from really finding out what it's going to be. I mean, 16 days away from what? The final 53. When's the, when's the day before Jacob's birthday? It's right. God, it's close, isn't it? Boys? Sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, that's one of them names that. You know, if you're shocked that he makes this team, then you're not watching. You're not watching practice. So, um, so how many days are we away from week one? I haven't even been keeping up. What? How, how much? 
I'm trying to think here. It's September. September 10th. So we're under a month, bro. Oh, my gosh. September 10th. That's when we get to see Justin Fields do this. <laughs> Jake in the chat. Jake Shavink in the house from its uh it's always draft season podcast here on the Packernet Podcast Network. Shameless plug right over yep. here. Up here. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're gonna get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You scan that QR code, that'll send you to Packernet Podcast. You can find all of our daily podcasts. Um, Ryan Slip at the helm. He's at the top of the pyramid. You know what I'm saying? And he uh, does great content. And like I said, Jake uh, covers all the all the draft talk, all the college football talk, really. It, to me, it's more of a college football podcast than it is draft until, until we get to draft season, which Jake would argue it's always draft season. And it's hard to uh, – Hard to argue with that. He says there especially won't be room for Bakhtiari when we draft J.C. Latham or Amarius Mims in 2024. Already putting it out there, man. I'll tell you what. Dude. Well, he's yeah. saying he's saying what we all know, but don't want to say, right? We 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 all want to. We all know that Bakhtiari is <laughs> not going to play next year, right? He won't be unless, a Packer he, next year unless he takes a pay cut. Unless he takes a pay cut, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So so again, <laughs> he won't be a Packer next year. <laughs> So before we get completely off of uh, Carl Brooks, I did want to mention Bill Huber. I had in my notes here, he had Carl Brooks as his player of the day. You had Christian Watson with the deep pass. Jordan Love, three touchdowns, no interceptions against a great secondary. All of these players showing up. And Bill Huber said, hands down, Carl Brooks was his player of the day. So just wanted to mention that. Go ahead, Jacob. 
No, I was just going to say another thing that was one of those just little tiny notes that I didn't think was really interesting, but it might be more relevant than I thought is that Carrington Valentine is doing work on special teams, covering punt and jamming for punt returns. And then Dontavian Wicks, he apparently had a really good punt on a really good punt block on a return. And it sounds like, again, like not a really big deal, but they're looking for those guys to make that special teams impact the jammers, the gunners, guys that can block, especially, you know, how Matt LaFleur loves the wide receivers, obviously the tight ends that can block with the wide receivers. That's why he loved. That's why Alan Lazard made a career here when he probably wouldn't have made a career anywhere else. We had him as our number one wide receiver going into last year. Didn't we? Let's think about that game one against the Vikings. Isn't Alan Lazard our number one wide receiver? He was, and, and you guys remember me in the offseason saying, I don't know, man. When I see Lazard, I think he can be that number one right wide receiver. I remember saying that. I must have been drunk. I don't know. I must have been on the sauce or something. Yeah, I think we just were been trying to be very optimistic. And it's <laughs> he's he's a no, he's not a, he's not a number one wide receiver at all. But it's it's just funny that now all of a sudden the, the media's Hype has changed so much so that all of a sudden Lazard's like a he's a weapon, he's a threat. They list him on like the the new Jets offense. He's like the second wide receiver, and they're like, look at how good he is now. He's a different shade of green. I don't know. It just is ugh. it just makes yeah. me hate the media even more. If that's even possible. But. <laughs> if that is possible. Well, hey, let's hit on this and then I wanna I wanna give Tim some news, a note that I have from the uh, practice today. I know he's gonna be fired up about it and I want to get his take on it. But SoPro in the chat said, Packers' offense with Devontae Adams is better than the current Jets right now. That Jets O-line will legit get Aaron killed. It's it's a problem, man, and, and Ryan has done an excellent job on his pod highlighting that for sure, or low-lighting it maybe would be the better way to, to say it. But, uh, Tim, today in practice, guess what I heard, man? You ready for this? We had a Quay Walker siding. He blew up a screen pass, they said today. Um, sound like Quay's starting to, starting to turn it up a bit, man. How are you feeling about your boy? I feel great as always. Uh, I believed in him from day one since since he got here, man. And uh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, Quay's a good dude, man. He actually stopped and took a minute to chat with me on the way into practice this morning too. When I was uh, stuck outside with uh, nowhere to go, <laughs> nowhere to sit. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's a playmaker. Like I, I does this really shock anyone? I mean, did you watch the tape? Have you seen him play for the Bulldogs? Like, I mean, the guy, the guy's a playmaker. I've always said he's got a heart of a champion, man. He is a champion. And um, just to hear him being highlighted and getting getting the respect and the accolades is going to mean a lot. I know for his confidence going forward, you know, in his sophomore year here in the NFL. And he's, I think he's future defensive player of the year material. I've said that before. And I'm going to carry the Quay Walker torch all the time. So, yeah, man, I'm fired up about Quay. Yeah. How you feeling about him, Jacob? You think he takes a step this year, man? I know Lombardi's big on him. Michael Lombardi's got him on the red chip list. Yeah, I am. I mean, I think that just uh, the way he's progressed, we know he has the physical talents. We know that he's got the capability to do the coverage. He's. He, I want to see him just become – the tackler that I know he is, and and I believe his PFF grades for tackling were just obscene. Like he had very few missed tackles in college. I've seen way too many of them in, in the, the pros. So I don't know what that is. He's addressed the fact that he's dealing with some mental stuff or he's just trying to maybe get 
a better foundation of not losing his cool, which obviously we, we dealt with last year. I, I don't think that I'm going to see that kind of stuff from him this year. I just, and if we do, then that's, I guess that's a sign that maybe that's the, the red line there. But I think that he's hungry. You look at him being, having a mentor, a healthy, well, not healthy right now, but hopefully Devondre Campbell, he didn't practice today, uh, but hopefully he will be healthy. I hate to switch the conversation real quick, but I just saw this note and it made me really think about how Clayton could break this down, how impactful this could be for the offense and Jordan Love. Um, Andy Herman had a note that says Packers getting creative pop pass to Luke Musgrave dude is so darn fast. He picks up about seven uh, from the 10. So basically they did like a, a end around to a tight end. Do you see that often unless his name's maybe Taysom Hill or something along those lines? And even him, they did a tight, like basically what they did with Randall Cobb, they did with Luke Musgrave. Yeah. And, it and they like and, it worked. Yeah. And they asked Luke about it and he, and they said he lit up. He was excited yeah. about it. I mean, think about it, guys. <clears throat> Imagine this. Imagine you have, say you come out in a double set, and this is where it's like, this is the stuff I geek out over. Imagine you come out in a, in a doubles, right? You got just, it could be a spread. It could be a doubles on, however you want to look at it. And you put Jaden Reed in motion, right? A little flyer motion, right? And then he just comes set, so a solid shift. So you got the defense, they're communicating. You probably got a couple guys that have to switch, right? And they reset up, whether it's man or zone. Everybody's getting lined up. And then you do a quick snap, and you got Musgrave coming out of the Y in just a quick handoff in the opposite direction. After you've already got it, and, and have, I don't want to say scrub, but have one of your lesser receivers in that boundary X, right, away from the play. And then you catch Musgrave at 21, 22 mile an air on an end around, bro. God, so yeah. much fun, dude. So much fun. Can you imagine Jason's the first the guy trying to, can you imagine that first guy trying to tackle him when he comes around the corner? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. Jason's back in the chat, our resident Bears loser, I mean, fan. He said, Already talking next year's draft. That's loser talk. Remind us again, Jason. I'm trying to remember. God, dude, it's been so long. What pick did you guys have going into the offseason? Does anybody know? Answer for me in the chat here, right? But this right here may sum it up, really. Be the Hammer says Fields is 5 and 20. <laughs> F out of here. <laughs> 5 and 20. Five. Who was it that said, somebody said, man, he really cut the corner there at the end of the year, right? And it's like you, you lost every game from that point forward. How did he cut the corner and you lost every game? Anyway, anyway. So I will admit right now, as a guy that has a fantasy football podcast on this network, and again, I don't take myself too seriously, but it, fantasy football, you know what I read? So I got a good book today. Some random uh, some random guy from Tennessee told me to, to get a really – if you guys want to learn the ins and outs of football, so good. I've been told that this – and this is the updated version, the 2.0, as you can see. But I'm like 20 pages in, which I got it just a, a you know a couple hours before I started. He says in the intro how fantasy football has ruined the average fan's mind to basically be numb to statistics. And not just like good statistics, which could be beneficial. It's just the stat lines. Simply just how many yards did they have? How many touchdowns did they score? That's it. I don't care about anything else. And the whole point of the whole book was like, keep your eye off the ball, which again, really, really cool. The first like 20 pages I read, I'm like, wow, this is really, really interesting. I haven't even gotten into the meat of it. It's super cool. But that's like the whole premise, I guess, of, of what this year for me specifically is about, because I'm not necessarily thinking that 
it's not a Super Bowl year, even though I believe that anything can happen, you know, out of right. 32 teams. But I'm more excited to see how, like you've talked about, this group of young guys that are all within a window of we get, we have them under a very manageable contract for three to five years, depending on where they're drafted. And the fact that they're all growing together, they're all hungry, they're all very humble. They all seem like they really like LaFleur's offense. No. I am just so freaking stoked, man. Like, and, and all of a sudden now we're seeing – Finally, that the team is not not necessarily – last year, we had to pretend like Rodgers was excited to go practice against other teams because it didn't benefit him personally, but it would have benefited the team massively because they were so young. They needed that exposure. I know that any single time that you see a, a new team, I, you can't tell me that more and more and more practices with live hitting, live games, live everything is not going to be beneficial for them. So I just think that this year, the willingness of the team of taking it seriously, of really using these reps, learning how to travel before we even get into preseason games like we did with when we went down to uh, Cleveland. I mean, it's it's more than beneficial. We've already had brawls. Elton Jenkins already knows how to fight like (laughs) dude, it's going to be so good. And I think that we're I think that we are now right now at least two or three steps ahead of any team that has not done joint practices, that has not traveled together and that has not had their team in situations where they're bonding. Where, you know, where it's just natural. It's not it's not fake. It's not plastic. It's very organic. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. Um, Injury update. Um, we may have some callers call in here in a second. We just opened up the line, so we'll see what happens. But um, new injuries today. Devondre Campbell left with an ankle. From what I understand, these are new injuries today. And wide receiver Bo Melton left with a hamstring. They said no one returned from injury. So the best of my knowledge, people that were already hurt didn't return. Although Jair's kind of been practicing on and off. He went in for a bit, but I don't think he was in 11-on-11, if I remember correctly. So um, let's see here in the chat a little bit more Chicago slander. The number one Packer fan said, are the Chicago Bears still in Chicago? LOL. I thought their new stadium was in Moline, Illinois. LOL. Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it, Tim, that they're going to be the Chicago Bears and they got to push it way out there in the burbs somewhere out in the in the sticks, right? It's kind of strange. Um, I, they're so I, – I don't know, man. They're so irrelevant to me. It's, it's just whatever. It's like <laughs> – I don't care. Where, where, hey, wherever they want, want to go win four or five games a year, God bless them. You know, just have fun. You want to do it in the burbs, do it in the in the city. Uh, I just, you know, the historian in me hates that they're even considering getting out of Soldier Field. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But otherwise, yeah. w- whatever. It's the Bears. They still suck. <laughs> well, we got a special guest in the house here. We got Mike, the super fan. Mike, bro, you looking swole out there in that tank top, man. I don't know how old you are, Mike, but I hope I want to grow up and be like you, my man. What's up, Mike? Is that Mike Hebring? That's Mike Hebring in the house. Wait, how, do, how does he pronounce it? Pronounce it for us. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's Hebring. Hebring. Got it. All right, I've said that. All right. And to answer your question, Clayton, I'm 57. 57. Got 17 years on me. I'm going to have to get on the treadmill, bro. I'm, I'm way behind here, way behind. Yeah. So you were at practice today, right, Mike? I was. Man, uh, Tim was out there too. Tim said he was in the back jumping, trying to look over the line, you know. <laughs> what was it like? What was the energy like, man? Yeah, my viewpoint, I was on the north side of the Don Hudson Center. So 
I was actually I was actually in the stands, so I could see the plays pretty well. So my vantage point was pretty good. It was awesome, fantastic day at, at practice. I mean, the weather was perfect. Um, it wasn't too humid. It was perfect out there. Awesome. The the thing that jumped out to me, guys, I just want to say is, I've been to a lot of practices over the years, and I've seen a lot of Packer teams, and this team is just a little bit different to me. They're big, and they're fast. And they just they just outclassed the Patriots today. There just was no there was no comparison between the two teams physically. That is awesome. Did uh, did anybody specifically stick out to you? Well, let me ask you this: We kind of opened with the uh, the big uh, the big crossing route, the bomb to Christian Watson. Did you get a chance to see that, or did you just? I hear did. It? I did. No, I saw it. I saw it kind of developing. You know, again, I was in the north. Uh, on the north side of the playing field. And so he was kind of angling towards us and uh, towards the, uh, and I, I could see the play developing. He just, he turned on that speed at the last second. And he was, I mean, he was four or five steps ahead of those guys um, when he caught that ball. So it's fantastic play. Nice, awesome. nice throw by Jordan. Real nice throw. Yeah. Jacob, you got any questions for Mike while he's on here, man? Yeah, I can't remember. I know that there was a couple chats last night that you you reached out to and you're like, is there anything you want us to watch? And I think I think yeah. that I said something like the defensive line edge rotation. Did you happen to see anything with that or yeah, well, I would just say in general, the the defensive line uh was after it today. I mean, the Patriots had nothing for them. I mean, <laughs> I, I counted I counted 10 sacks and I heard later somebody had had charted 13. Like 13 or 14 or something wow. but i mean they were just there were a lot of plays where uh the quarter the patriots quarterbacks were just i mean they threw the ball but they would have been sacked easily so um it's pretty crazy i mean uh i would say the guys that really standed out stood out to me today was probably um and Barry actually looked pretty good and then um 96 uh that's uh Brooks. Wooten. yeah no Wooten. 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 Wooten had a good day had a really good day today too um Devontae Wyatt was in there a couple times um Lucas Van Ness on a couple uh t- talk about somebody who's physical uh, I mean just seeing that guy on the field Hercules <laughs> talk about swole that guy swole yeah <laughs> no doubt no doubt. It was cool, man. One of the quotes that uh, Bill Belichick had when he met with New England's uh, beat riders afterwards, he said, quote, it's a good offense. Talking about Green Bay, he said, it's a good offense, a good offensive system, and they're well coached. And Belichick doesn't throw compliments around. Like, if, no. you, if, if you want to know what Belichick thinks, he's going to – I mean, he's going to tell you whether he says words or not, you're going to know exactly how he feels. I thought that was pretty cool, Mike. With LaFleur – I know Tim being out there a lot this year. He said he's heard a lot of, quite a few f bombs, and it seems like the energy's a little bit different this year now that you know the old man Rogers is gone. And it's hey, look, this is we're going to get after these guys. Was it was it high energy though? Did you feel like yeah? That actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I clearly heard Matt Lafleur get uh, actually drop an f bomb <laughs> directed right at Malik Heath, and I don't know what it was about. I missed what happened on the field but he was not happy. <laughs> and then you could see, you could see LaFleur over there kind of talking to him, putting his, putting his arm around him afterwards. But, uh, and he had a heck of a day today. So I don't know what it was that he did that, did that, that uh, got Matt after him, but uh, Matt was not happy. 
<laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Tim, before we let Mike go, do you got anything to ask, man? Uh, any, it's just so cool. I wish you guys could have, could have got a chance to meet up or did you, you, you guys didn't get a chance to meet up. Did you? No, we didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I was kind of locked in where I was sitting there. I didn't want to lose my perspective. So Mike, what time, what time did you get there this morning? I was there about 10 minutes before the gates opened, so about 10 to 9. Oh, God. Uh, practice started at 10.30, so I sat there for about an hour and a half waiting for them to, to get okay. out there. Okay. Well, one, thing, one other thing I, I just want to tell you guys before you let me go is yeah. the wide receiver group is impressive this year. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, every one of these guys has got potential, and they're taller and they're faster than 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 any of these groups that we've had in on this team, even going back to, say, 2011 and 12. I mean, I just don't remember – um, them being this fast, this young, and 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 tall too. I mean, a lot of real tall receivers in this group. So, really, really excited about that group. Awesome, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Mike, we could talk to you all night, dude. It's so good to finally meet you face to face. Although we're not face to face, and uh, if you would, man, shoot me a DM. I want I want to know that shoulder program you're on. All right, I got to get on that real quick. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> all yeah, right, good to Mike. meet you. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, man, I just, Mike's been a supporter of this. Uh, when I asked Ryan originally, the reason I got involved with the network was I reached out and I was like, do you have an Instagram or any sort of other social media kind of thing going? And he's like, no, you can start an Instagram. And I started making one like years and years ago. And Mike was constantly in my like liking stuff, sending us messages, uh, topics for the show. Like he's, he's always doing super chats. I mean, he's, like I, I, he's a good dude, and I appreciate that very much, man. Your support is no, not. No, I appreciate your contribution, Jacob. It's, it's just fun. I've been a fan of the podcast for a very long time, and listened to Ryan and and all you guys uh, pretty much every chance I get. So whenever I'm not working, which is pretty much all the time. So yeah. hey, we relate. We relate, man. Yeah. Mike, you're awesome, dude. Thank you. Like like Jacob said, thank you for the so support, man. It's really good to meet you. Yeah, hope we can do it again sometime. Yeah, oh, absolutely, we will, man. You've got, like I said, you'll have the link. You're in that special chat, so we'll uh, we'll we'll have you back on for sure. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, take care, Mike. See you. All right, that was Mike Hebring, man. How cool is that, Jacob? Finally, just getting to meet so many awesome people, dude. So many awesome people. Yeah, that's cool. Like I said, that guy's been um, as somebody that's handled some of Ryan's social media. I have access to a lot of the stuff over the years, and just seeing a lot of the chats when Ryan was doing a lot of his, you know, reaching out stuff when we were doing the pristine auction stuff, Mike Hebring has been there from the start peppering in constant support. So um, it's just really cool. Cause like you guys have noticed as you become more engaged with us, we're going to become more engaged with you like yeah. Tim here. I mean, like a lot of the people with like um, Emilio, any of those guys, if you love the Packers, this network was built by a bunch of people that just had a con a conglomerate love for the Packers and they're like, Hey, we can produce stuff. We can, it's not going to be like a game, you know, but it's about as close to, I, I think better than a lot of the, I'm not going to name no names out there, but you guys know who I'm talking about, but it's, it's, it's good, man. It's just, and it's organic again, anything from the people for the people by the people is going to be accepted and loved. And it's, it's just good. It's cool to see, fans being around for that long and it's it's yeah. growing like crazy we're growing like weeds right now guys so let's keep it yeah. going and the reason being is because of the listeners it's just that simple i know you guys probably think i'm just bs and when i say that you know you guys being the listeners um and and gals janelle um yep. 
Please don't. Know. When I say guys, that's just the way I was raised. We, we, when we say, hey, you guys, not like, hey, you guys. But hey, you guys. guys. Exactly. <laughs> we, we mean, you know, everyone. You know, it's just, yeah. Anyway, Tim in the chat said, would you mind restating the name of the book you're talking about? It's called Take Your Eye Off the Ball 2.0. Okay, and it's by Pat Kerwin. Pat Kerwin was a front office executive in the NFL for several years. Um, I first heard him on Sirius NFL radio and on a show called Moving the Chains. And he was with Tim Ryan, a former offensive lineman who I believe now is still the play-by-play or color man for the San Francisco 49ers. And, and they would do these little chalk talk segments, if you will. And it's where I started to learn about football. They started talking about technique, and I'm going – Oh, they're talking about having the proper technique. And they're like, no, we're talking about how the defensive line is lining up against the offense. And they would talk about personnel. I'm like, how have I never heard about this? And then I heard him promote his book and I got it. So take your eye off the ball, Tim. It's for fans. I I say it's for fans who just want a foundational understanding of the game of football, especially at the NFL level. But really, I've gone back and read it three times. Um, I've got it on audio book as well. There's a lot of things you can still pick up on. There's actually charts in the back of the book where it teaches you how to chart plays like self-scouts within every organization, meaning, you know, when when a coaching staff gets ready for an opponent, they go back and watch the tape, and typically they do a four-game saturation in the last two head-to-head matchups. And they'll chart personnel, down in distance, personnel, play uh, formation, play type, result, right? And they have the entire game charted out, much, much like a box score, but way more information. You just need to get that book, man. It is it is absolutely phenomenal. Again, it's called Take Your Eye Off the Ball, and it's it's called that for a reason. He does a good job in the intro saying most people watch the game and they just follow the ball, and they're missing so much. Once you understand to take your eye off the ball and focus on different aspects of the game, the game really opens up to you and get a better understanding. Um, it's They just do an excellent job. He does some of the old archaic style of calling out the play with the numerical system when it comes to routes and everything like that. Um, you know, today the game has advanced a little bit more, but I still like that old school uh, numerical system. But anyway, it's it's really, really awesome, really cool. So, all right, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Jacob said the heck with it. He's out. So he, <laughs> he already left. Tim, did anything else stand out to you about practice? I know you were kind of following along. You were you were at the practice facility, but following along on Twitter because it was so crowded. Um, anything else you wanted to hit on before we get ready to wrap up here, man? I guess we can talk about Anders Carlson. Did, did we did we firm this up? Is it Anders or is it Anders? Uh, I know Anders. It, I, so think Anders. I think it's Anders. <laughs> Jacob, come on. I knew on, he was going to say that again. I I, I baited him. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> we had an all-time high tonight. 129 live viewers, and we're going to get banned because Jacob. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rebel himself. But go ahead, Tim. Let's talk about Anders Carlson. I guess the one thing that I did get to see a little bit of detail when I, I snuck over and stuck my, my grill right up by the fence there, I, I saw him kicking into the net, and I know how we feel about net conversations when it comes to quarterbacks and kickers, but uh, it looked like he was trying to incrementally widen out that approach a little. We talked the other. We talked the other day about him being kind of a straight on, more of a straight on kicker as he addressed the ball more over the top, which generates a lot of power. But 
your accuracy can suffer because of that. So I think he's tweaking. However, I am disconcerned to hear, you know, what Jacob had mentioned earlier about him, that now he's missing left, apparently, in addition to missing right. So that's cause for concern. Now, that could just be an overcorrection and something that he needs to just, you know, go back, go back the other way <laughs> and uh, adjust. But, you know, we've got a couple weeks here to see, um, but – I think it's pretty clear right now, gentlemen, that he's going to be the kicker, whether we like it or not. And uh, I think we need to try and get behind him and um, hope for the best and hope that when it comes down to it and the lights are on, it's prime time and the season has started. Hopefully he's locked in and uh, we can have some success in the kicking game. And my last caveat to that is, hey, if we're putting tutties on the board, you know, we we don't need to live and die by the by the field goal. So. Go, Pat, go. Definitely. Definitely. Well said, man. So pro said, last year I was excited for our defense, but for real, this time we legit have depth everywhere except safety. Gary Preston, LVN, Clark Brooks, Slayton, Wyatt Wooden. Come on, dude. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm getting excited, man. Hey, how about this right here, too? Don't forget about Valentine. OMG, we have gems everywhere. Um, Paul in the chat said, this would be Goot's best draft class, has the chance to be historical. It feels different this year. I didn't feel like this about last year's draft class, Jacob. It, this no. this feels totally different. And this right here I got to highlight because it is awesome. Garrison in the chat said, Belichick on love, quote, he's a talented player. So you can see it, man. I, I'm, it's, I love it when a plan comes together. It's coming together, that's, Jacob. That's, that's the equivalent of Belichick saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I so badly wanted to interject. I don't remember who was talking when they talked about how uh, Belichick's not very <laughs> emotional. Do you remember when that, I, I hate to say it, remember when that random chick, whoever gave her a microphone was like, what do you like most about the offseason of football? And he's like, I like football. And she's like, well, yeah, but like, is there anything specific you like? And he's like, I like football and football things. And yeah, she's like, two weeks later, she's like, just a follow-up. Is there any change in that answer? And he's like, no. <laughs> that was it. He is awesome. Oh, he Roy, can't, can't crack Roy, him. Roy in the chat said, Mike is 57 going on 24. That's a fact, dude. My man, Mike over there, swole. Yeah, I can't what the over. heck? What kind of Corinthians are you using? Look, we've got us a new joke line now, dude. This is going to run. This one's got legs. Paul says, Lucas Van Ness is in Mike's family tree. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. That's we got the best listeners in the world, dude. Let me hit them with it. You think God never farted? <laughs> I love this group, man. Love this group. Jake, right here, Jake, my man, says, it's a phenomenal book talking about take your eye off the ball. It is awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm trying to get to these real quick, guys. Stop chatting. I don't want and, – and I'm not – it sounds horrible saying it. Stop chatting. Stop. I don't I don't want to leave anybody's chat off, and we got to wrap this thing up. So I really appreciate everybody, man. You guys have absolutely crushed it. We hit an all-time high, 132 live viewers. You guys just freaking awesome. brung the thunder. ROKB says Dobbs and Musgrave will explode this year if healthy. I got one of them um, – one of them – of both my fantasy teams. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I thought this was a cool comment here. Um, number one Packer fan said, I just become a fan of this channel. My current list is Cheesehead TV, Total Access, Pack a Day Podcast, Packs What She Said, and uh Locked On Packers. Sometimes LOL. I love the sometimes there. We'll leave it alone. But hey, that's good company though, man. We appreciate you dropping through, man, for sure. We we do this fan base has a ton of content creators and we're so blessed um as a uh 
as a fan base. So just want to make sure I didn't miss anything else here. Jacob, you got anything else before we go, buddy? Oh, yeah, I do. But it's so clickbaity, but I'm going to do it. Did you guys oh, see no. there was a guy? I don't remember his name. I'm not going to give him no cred. He walked into the Packers practice today wearing a uh, Aaron Rodgers 8 New York Jets uniform. He got booed like a little bit initially, and then he kept trying to just go viral, making all these stupid, desperate, just pathetic looking moves and stuff. And honestly, the Packers fandom, they just looked at him and looked at like, did exactly what they should have done. Didn't give him his clout, didn't give him his fame. They just looked at him like, you should be embarrassed. And I'm pretty sure that dude had a walk of shame back to wherever the heck he thought he was going to be. He it did not go well for him. It just made it look stupid. Of course, ESPN like highlighted it like it was some sort of cool thing. But right. anyway, Packer fans, stay positive. This is going to be a great year. Everything is just I, I I've never been more excited. I don't think for a year ever because of the the possibilities. I really do think we're closer, inching closer to that ten win season that I've been promising for the last year. So please, please help me out. All right, guys, come on, come on, Packers team. Absolutely. I really do think that we're getting closer and closer to having a 10 win team, especially again, not to beat a dead horse over and over and over, but the defense, yeah. my God, if the defense can be what I think they can be, we are going to win maybe 12. <laughs> oh man. I just ended up higher. Darn it. Hey, All Bruce, right. uh, Bruce was asking about our info. He wanted to send us some, some good uh, Packer goodies. Bruce, do me a favor, man. I see your Twitter handle there. My thing, my Twitter is going nuts right now. It's so hard for me. I'm going to have to, I got to do something to get organized on it because I know I'm missing so many messages and, and tags. Um, do me a favor and shoot me a DM, okay? And we'll get you that information. Don't feel obligated to send anything, but we we would How appreciate do you get a it. PO box is that a? I know Justin has a PO box. I had to send him the fantasy football trophy last year. It sucked. All right, I need to get me one. We, you know, usually when I give people my address to mail stuff, I just say two blocks down from the cow pasture, you'll see a an oak tree that's got. You know, James loves Jenny carved in it. Just leave it right there at the base of it. Put you know, we got some plastic, just cover up the plastic. We'll get it in a couple of weeks, but we'll get you we'll get you the information for sure. Cheesehead Murph in the chat said, hit that like, my good people. Do us a favor, guys. If you like this kind of content, hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, just subscribe to the channel there. If you want to turn notifications on, that's great. We try to be really, really consistent. That's why I tell people don't worry about the notifications because we're either going to go live at, at 6 Central or 7 Central. Pretty much every day is the plan. Um, there, there may be a time or two that my wife cracks the whip and says, not tonight, buddy. So if that happens, that if we don't go live, that's what probably happened. But, uh, again, Cheesehead Murph, we appreciate the support. And I want to do this real quick, Jacob, um, another feature on the YouTube channel. I just want to highlight these people. You guys, I've never mentioned it, and I haven't mentioned it for a reason. I don't want this to come across as salesman-y or pitchy or anything. It ain't about that. But I do want to give a shout-out to Roger Davis, Eric Sutherland, and Cheesehead Murph uh, for uh, becoming uh, uh, members of the channel. We've got memberships set up, and I, and I haven't tweaked it hardly at all. I'm just new to YouTube, and the channel is absolutely blowing up, and it's, it's all because of you guys. But I just want to say thank you for these guys becoming members of the channel. Um, any bit of support helps, obviously, and uh, it's going to it's gonna lead to more content. We want to make sure that we're doing right by everybody. So, Roger Davis, Eric Sutherland, Cheesehead Murph, you guys are absolutely awesome. We appreciate the support. So. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to get out of here, guys. We we just hit the hour mark about three minutes ago, so we really, really appreciate Yeah, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us. In the upper left corner, you'll see a QR code. Make sure you scan that code. That'll send you to Packernet Podcast, where you can find this and, episode along and, with other podcasts. And 
Sorry to interrupt you, but I have to. Jake Shavink, congrat, uh, congratulated you, and we should all on reaching 1K subs. We got there. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. You guys are great, man. I swear. And it's it's a testament to everybody, man. Jake Shavink has supported this show by coming on and talking ball. And I and I know he just he probably comes on with earplugs so he doesn't have to hear my accent. I guarantee you that's happening. Jacob is just Jacob's a dude that's always down to talk ball. Tim, man, you've been an absolute blessing bringing you on board and just having fun talking ball, having you there in Green Bay. Sometimes I just want to hear Tim's voice because I know he's right there in Green Bay and it makes me feel closer, man. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. But uh, all right, man, we're going to get out of here. Really appreciate everybody. Like I said, hit that sub button, uh, hit like for us. That'll help the channel. And uh, Bruce, how the heck do I DM you, man? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm dumber than you are, man, when it comes to this stuff. Um, we'll figure it out, man. Um, Jacob, can you do me a favor? Can you text this right here to me real quick so I don't forget it? It's on the screen. That's his Twitter handle. If you'll hit me with that, you see it there in the comments right here on the bottom of the screen. This is good podcasting here. Just yeah. text me that. <laughs> if people on the pod are going, gosh, in the show already, dude. Um, if you'll text me that, I'll shoot you a DM, Bruce, and just look. There's a little envelope-looking thing on Twitter. Um, it's funny, man. We sound like a couple boomers out here trying to figure this thing out. It's hilarious. So, All right, we're out of here, Tim. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense, dude. You guys are awesome. Uh, Thanks for having me. All right. Well, before we go, you got to listen, guys. Here's the go. Watch those Jets. Watch Hard Knocks for this reason. 65%. 65%. Don't you ever, ever forget it, all right? That's what's most important. So, all right, we're out of here. Everybody have a great day. Like I said, thanks for everyone in the chat. Way too many to mention. I wish we could, but like I said, it, it went absolutely haywire tonight. 132 live viewers. You guys are absolutely awesome. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back. Go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down on the first man who is inside. Pull back, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and feels inside. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.